there's a very strong power in belief and having the dream and believing in the dream. But then when you start putting the thoughts behind it, this is where the real magic starts to happen in your life. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. All right. Welcome, everyone, and happy MLK Day. This is uh, going to be a very special, special to me and hopefully special to you, a very special uh, Monday mindset. My name is Barry Overton. I'm coming to you from the uh, winter wonderland of Denver, Colorado, and uh, really excited to be with you, to have this conversation with you today. And as we know, you know, who Martin Luther King is and what he stood for, for civil rights and um, the impact that his life, his very short life, had on so many and continues to have on so many. And for me, I was actually born about six months after his passing, after his assassination. And so we did not share the earth at the same time. We did not share this space at the same time. But I can tell you that his legacy and his words have meant so much to me. And I wanted to be able to share that with you and how his, his, um, the cause that he was fighting for and the actions that he took, how they have affected me to live the life that I have lived just in business, family, uh, relationships, um, and how it's made such an impact. And one of the, the main words that resonates with me is dream. And we all, I'm sure I've heard of the, I have a dream speech and how powerful that particular speech uh, was and how it continues to resonate. I've actually, every, every year doing MLK day, I, there's two speeches that, that I listen to. And it's, uh, I have a dream is one of those that I listen to in its entirety. And I, every year I take something different from it. I continue to grow um, into that, that speech. And so I wanted to share with you how I've used that speech throughout my life to be able to pursue my dreams. And number one, never stop dreaming. And before I get into those experiences that I've had, I want to really kind of get you, if you haven't taken the time to, to really listen to that speech, uh, it's 15 minutes long. So definitely today is a perfect opportunity to really, uh, take those words in and then apply it to your own life. But I want to just share with you, you know, how moving and inspiring, you know, those words are. Uh, number one, that was a speech from August 28, 1963. It was uh, the March on Washington, where it was the, the largest demonstration for the civil rights movement uh, to, at that time and still to this day. And it was a, a speech that was truly heard uh, around the world. And it was given 1963, a hundred years after the Emancipation Proclamation had been signed, after slavery had been abolished. But we were still in a place where uh, minorities and particularly uh, black men and women were not able to go into certain restaurants, were not able to use 
certain restrooms. We're not able to drink out of certain water fountains, sit on certain seats in the on buses. And this was a, a time where at, in 1863, we got freedom, but we still were not really free as, as a race. Um, and really, when I think about as a race, I, I look at it from a human race standpoint, because um, when I think that you, there's anyone that's being oppressed, we are all taking the effect on that, even if we're, we're not the one that's necessarily being oppressed at that time, it affects us all. And so this was someone that had a dream and he talked about his dream of equality. He talked about his dream of unity. Uh, he talked about his dream of where, uh, you know, men and women, uh, black, white, Hispanic, whatever the case may be, can come together and sit at the table of brotherhood. And another speech that he gave um, April 3rd of 1968. And I'm going to give you a couple of um, uh, sentences from that speech. It's the, I've been to the mountaintop speech. And he said, I've been to the mountaintop. I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. Like anybody, I would love to live a long life. Longevity has its place, but I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And I am so happy tonight. And I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He gave that speech on April 3rd, 1968. Less than 24 hours later, he was assassinated. What I want you to understand about the conviction that he had in his voice when he said that speech is another one that you can listen to on YouTube. He knew that death was imminent. He knew that he was not long for this world, but he had such conviction, conviction behind that dream that he shared five years prior that he was not allowing anything to stop him. And that is how he lived his life. So I'm going to go back just for a second to understand to, to think 39 years of life was all that he got, but he made every bit of it count so much to the point that he graduated from high school at the age of 15. He got his bachelor's degree at the age of 19. He received his PhD at the age of 25. So you could see that this was a person that was living a life of purpose on purpose in everything that he was doing. And I'm sure at 15, he didn't know that his calling was going to be to change this entire nation that we are now part of. But that's exactly what he was able to do. So for me, what I look at in my own life is I'm just trying to have an impact on me. I'm trying to have an impact on my family. I'm now trying to have impact impact on other real estate agents that I work with, families that I'm helping to, to purchase a home. And this is a gentleman that was looking to change the entire world. And his dream was big enough where eventually it happened. We are in a very different world than where we were when he was alive and, and the struggles and challenges that, uh, that he went through, through his own life. Now I'm not saying we're in a perfect place, 
but we are in a much better place. We are in a place of where his dream of that unity and the brotherhood and being able to sit at the table with one another has very much been able to happen. Now, what I want you to understand from all of that is we're going to go now into the mindset piece of understanding our own dreams. Because see, when you think of what Dr. King was fighting, he was fighting the law of man. He was fighting the law of the land and changing the way this, this country was being run, utilizing the U.S. Constitution to do so. But he also used his own laws. And I shouldn't say his own laws, but the laws, universal law, is what he used. And I'm going to talk about three areas of universal law. We're going to talk about law of attraction, law of inspired action, and law of vibration, and how these all connect to your dream. And then more importantly, taking a dream and doing the steps to make it become reality. So let's talk about the law of attraction. We've all heard of the, the law of attraction. We've probably seen the secret. We, we are, have an understanding of what it is. Now, let me just explain. It's probably, uh, again, the most popular law of the, the 12 that there are. Um, and it is used for manifestation. Uh, you basically attract what you focus on. You apply the law of attraction by believing in what you are manifesting. And this is something that I, I apply it. I, you know, it, when I hear that law of attraction, I look at it as your ability to dream. And I want you to go back to when you were a child. And you dreamed without fear or doubt because you didn't know any better. See, this is when you were in your purest form, when you haven't had negative energy and naysayers that have told you you couldn't do something. So you believed in your dream. I'm going to give you a, a real quick story. I love sharing about myself and how I dreamed. At four years old, I dreamed of being Superman. And I didn't want to be play Superman on TV or in the movies. I wanted to be Superman, the real life Superman. And I ran through the neighborhood with a Terry Pot towel with a big safety pin um, holding it around my neck. And for two years, I did this. And I had someone very close to me, my grandmother, tell me she was my dream stealer. She was someone that robbed me of this dream because she told me that Superman isn't real. Superman is just a character on TV and you can't, you know, become Superman. Well, I let go of that dream because I allow someone else's uh, thoughts around that to to affect me. I had other dreams. One thing I learned about myself because I grew up in Austin, Texas. I grew up in Section 8 housing. I had a period of homelessness. Uh, we were on food stamps. So the one thing, I didn't have much of anything, but the one thing that I had that no one could ever take away from me were my dreams. And that is what I always held on to. And to this day, I still dream and I still go after those dreams. And so through childhood, I had different dreams that I attached myself to. And ultimately, I ended up uh, becoming a police officer. Uh, I be ended up becoming an entrepreneur. I ended up becoming a Gulf War veteran and, and fighting for my country. I've, I've written three books. Now, I can tell you that that image of Superman that I had as a kid, um, maybe that's not who I actually became, but I've lived a life that's been pretty super, man. All right. So I want you to understand that 
sometimes the dream doesn't look exactly like you, you expect it to look, but I want you to also understand that we can never give up on those dreams. And that law of attraction aspect of it is again, what, what helps me to hold on and manifest manifest. Now let's talk about the law of inspired action. It, it's similar, similar to the law of attraction. You attract what you want in life. You activate this law by creating a space for internal guidance. So this is really where thoughts, you know, this is, um, one of my, my, my favorite book, I shouldn't say one of my, my top number one book is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And when I opened that book up and the first words that I saw at the beginning of the book were thoughts are things. And I understood the power of thinking. So there's, there's a very strong power in beliefs and, and having the dream and believing in the dream. But then when you start putting the thoughts behind it, uh, this is where the real magic starts to happen in your life. And it's going to eventually create a behavior in you that all, all of a sudden creates action. So a lot of times, you know, I, I've been a trainer in network marketing. I've been a trainer in real estate. And, you know, a lot of times people say, you know, well, you train the same information, you train a group of people, but they don't all get the same results. Why is that? It has nothing to do with the training. I can give you the blueprint to be successful in whatever it is that we're working on. But it and it's a foolproof, foolproof blueprint that if you do it, it's going to work. But it's also about who you are, the person that is doing it. Because again, there's a matter of your thoughts, your beliefs of your ability to be able to do those things. And then that's going to create the behavior that's going to get you because see, it's, it's easy to do it when, when there's no resistance, but there is nothing that's done in life that doesn't come with resistance. And it's in the resistance where we make a decision, uh, if we're going to continue to pursue it, or if we're going to give up, or if we're going to kind of just halfway do it. And that's where the difference lies in many people is making it through fighting through the resistance. And, and it's that inspired action aspect of it that's going to allow you to do that. And then the third area that I want to touch on is the law of vibration. And this is your, you're in constant motion that can inform your lived experiences. This means that if you are manifesting a certain lifestyle, you have to adjust yourself to that desired level. You can apply the law of vibration by participating in mindful practices that promotes good vibrations. So what I want you to understand with that is, yeah, this is once you get into a place, I, I have people right now that I'm coaching where if I hear negative words come out of their mouth in regards to their business, in regards to their family, whatever it is, I have to automatically change those. And I'm very conscious of negative words because see, I can tell you 15 years ago, I was probably the master of creating negative words. I, I worked in a job uh, as a police officer where I didn't see, you know, I always tell people, people don't call the police when things are good in their life. They call when they're the worst that they've ever been. And that's what you get used to dealing with negative situations, negative people, and it creates a very negative person. You become very jaded. And that was me until I made it. Now I was also in business 
And that was a blessing for me. And I, again, 15 years ago, I picked up that book, Think and Grow Rich. And I heard those first words, thoughts are things. And I realized that my thoughts were creating the different things that were coming into my life at that time. And when I changed my thoughts to have more positive thoughts, I had much better situations that were popping up in my life, results that were happening uh, in my business or in my life. And so understanding how powerful your thoughts can be and putting those, those things to work all connect to the dream. Because see, during the time that you're, you're going through the thoughts and you're, you're establishing this behavior and then you're taking the action, you still have to be holding on to the dream itself to be able to reach that ultimately reach that goal of whatever that dream may be. Uh, so the, you know, there, there's a very, there's a power in dreaming with your eyes wide open. And what, you know, a lot of times I, I hear people, you know, think they, you hear the word dream or dreamer, and it's said almost in a negative connotation where we look at someone that's a dreamer as, oh, they'll never accomplish what they're, they're looking for. But I look at Steve Jobs as a dreamer, Elon Musk as a dreamer. Um, so many people, you know, that are out there now that are the dreamers that are shaping and molding uh, the world that, that we're in. Now, you know, no matter how you feel about these people, the one thing you can't take away from them are they are big dreamers and they, they've had a major impact. Dr. Martin Luther King was that type of dreamer. And like I said, for me, he was dreaming in a place of living a life of um, oppression of not having equal rights, but he had a bigger dream of something that he thought this world would be. And I got to tell you, being born in 1968 and my first memories really being when I was about four years old. So I was into the early seventies. Um, I got to be honest with you at, at a, as a kid, I had no idea what racism was. I, I never was told that I couldn't drink at a, at a particular water fountain or I couldn't use a particular uh, bathroom. And to be honest with you, it, it wasn't until um, I went into the military and I was a police officer in Alabama that, you know, I was in my my um, uh, late teens, early 20s. And this was the first time that I realized, oh, there is this thing called racism. I thought it was a thing of a pat of the past. And but it was still it wasn't at the level that it was 25 years prior. So that was a dream for Dr. King that was realized, even though he wasn't here. So I want you to think as I talk about having such big dreams that it's, it's almost hard to fathom because nothing in your world as Dr. King, nothing in your world, um, you, you have nothing to hold on to to say, okay, you know, there, there's this possibility, there's this chance. Um, but as you keep moving forward, these possibilities start to open in the, the civil rights act of 1964 that he was around for to see that, that act signed into, uh, into law, um, you know, by, uh, um, Lyndon Banks Johnson. So when you understand that the dream is going to be a process also, um, and, and it may be baby steps whatever it is your dream may be, whether it's for your real estate business, whether it's for your family, whether it's, 
you know, how you live in your retirement years. And maybe you live your retirement years starting in your 30s or starting in your 40s, um, holding on to the dream and being able to apply these laws that we talked about and, and being able to make those steps moving forward. So the last thing I'm going to close this out with um, the the counter side of these laws. So the one thing that I learned, one of my dreams that I had growing up, uh, this is my teenage years, after I gave up the, the Superman because it was stolen from me, I actually had a dream for myself that I quit on. And this was uh, at about seven, seven, eight years old, I started playing football. In Texas, football is everything. And at that age, I mean, that, that's when you're, you're just getting started with it. And so for me, from the age of seven to about 17, all I ever wanted to do was play in the NFL. And my dream wasn't just to play in the NFL. It was to be a Pro Bowl or a Hall of Fame or a Super Bowl champion. See, when I dreamed, I was dreaming big. And I still do that to this day. But I can tell you, I, I went 10 years of doing that. And I was a wide receiver and little skinny guy was, you know, I'm 6'3". I was probably around 6'1", 6'2", at the time, but I was 170 pounds. And I used to run uh, routes across the middle. And one day I took a hit in my ribs, knocked the wind out of me, cracked a rib, uh, had some, some shoulder issues. I had pain that I had never experienced in life before. And this is where I learned there are two types of pain in our lives. It's the pain of purpose and the pain of regret. See, the pain of purpose is this pain when you are going for something, you have conviction, you are going to get to the goal and you know that you're going to come up against resistance. You know that you're going to come up against struggle and challenge all along the way. And it's going to be painful, but you're going to push through anyway, because you know, on the other side of that pain is everything that you desire. And there's that pain of regret. That pain of regret is the one that when you're in the physical pain or when you're in the struggle or when you're in the challenge, you make a decision for yourself to quit on the goal, to quit on the dream. And I can tell you the pain of regret can last you a lifetime. What it did for me is I quit playing football because of these injuries that I was taking and I gave up on that dream. But I can tell you for 20 plus years, I regret it ever doing it. And I've constantly had these conversations with myself. But what if, what if I would have stayed with it? What if I would have went to college? And, you know, um, I always say that, you know, we, I work within God's plan and I think uh, God has a funny way of sometimes uh, speaking to me. And from a standpoint of, as I became a police officer here in Denver, I had many friends that were Denver Broncos and um, I was able to be around them and in rooms with them and have, hear them talk about the good old days of winning the Super Bowls in, in uh, I think it was 97 and 98 when the Broncos won. And being in that room further pushed that regret of what if, could I, you know, that was the dream. I wanted to get to the Super Bowl. I wanted to be a pro bowler. What if 
I would have stuck with my dream? What if I would have pushed through the pain of purpose? And what it taught me is the pain, the physical pain, the struggle, the challenge, all of those things are worth it to never have to deal with this pain of regret because that works on your mind, that works on your psyche, that works on your emotions. And I told myself, it was probably, I was probably, once again, my personal development journey started at about the age of 40. I was about the age of 42, 43. And I told myself at that point, okay, I've learned the lesson about regret. I will push through the pain of purpose each and every time because I never in my life want to feel this pain of regret of giving up on something ever again. And I can tell you, since making that decision, there have been a lot of things, a lot of struggles that I've gone through, but I knew on the other side was what I was, what I desired. And I knew if I gave up, I was going to go right back into a place of what if. So what I ask for you is that when you are coming up to the challenge and you have a decision to make, there's a fork in the road and you can choose to push through to the pain of purpose or take this pain of regret. But just knowing that this pain of regret is a long road with thorns and, and, and obstacles and pitfalls that will take you back to that decision. So be in that place of being able to push through to the purpose and live your dreams. And I just want to leave you with this. I want you to think about this for a second. If you listen to that, I have a dream speech today. I hope you get a chance to do that. And you hear what Dr. King's dream was. And you realize that everything that he said has come to fruition. As he said, I may not be here to see it, but this is my dream. And it has happened. I want you to think about this. What if he gave up on the dream? What if he said, you know what? I'm afraid to die for this cause. I'm afraid for my life. I'm afraid for my family. I'm going to, I'm going to take a back seat to this. Hopefully someone else picks this up and runs with it, but I, I'm not going to put myself in this position. And he gave up on his dream. What do you think his regret would be? What do you think, where do you think we would be as a people right now? So taking that into your, your own life and, and looking at, the different aspects of your dreams, your goals, the things that you want to pursue may not be as big as what I'm talking about with Dr. King, but they are big and they're going to impact more than just you. They're going to impact your family. They're going to probably impact other people around you. And now I'm in a place where I, I really, I have to make my dreams big enough where they're not just about me. They're about other people. They're about people I haven't even met yet. They're about people that haven't even been born yet because that makes me push through through that pain of purpose. So ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're coming right to the end here. I want to just say thank you for, for the time. This is one when I, I scheduled myself for January 15th to be on this Monday mindset. Um, I totally spaced out. It was MLK day, but last week I realized that it was, and I was like, this is fitting because it gives me an opportunity to share something and how I've lived my life with all of you uh, today. And I hope that there's something you can take from it that, that makes a huge difference in your life. All right. Thank you so very much. Have a great day. 
If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.